When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Auburn Live podcast, your home for bold, insightful, and honest conversations around Auburn athletics. Where you go? Hey, how about you, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of the Auburn Live Recruiting Show. I'm your host, Jeffrey Lee, Senior Recruiting Editor for Auburn Live on 3. If you're not a member of that site, you're absolutely missing out. Now's a great time to join. 50% off, dude. 50% off. And we'll even give you a free week just to make sure you like it, which we sh- we're sure you will. We are going to – we got a lot to talk about recruiting-wise this week. Uh, coaches are on the road. we got some commits talking out about potential change there at Auburn. And to help me talk about it all, Mr. J-Head, Mr. Keith Niebuhr. Mr. Really? J-Head, how you doing, big dog? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, brother. Thinking you about to call Keith Cole here for just a second. but I considered it. I considered I, I, I it, Mister. Our normal, uh, our normal fourth person here, but Cole is uh, Cole Pinkson is on the road today. I believe he is in Montgomery checking in on a couple of five star recruits. So we'll be looking for his report later today. And without him, we'll be okay because we got Mister Keith Niebuhr. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, you know, I, I've had some friends ask me what it's like covering Auburn recruiting right now with the cloud <laughs> of uncertainty. You know, and I. I, you know, and one of my friends, I think they described it as, is it like the scene in Spaceballs where the, the dudes are combing the desert looking for the, uh, looking for everybody, you know, they're just combing the desert with a comb, looking for anything they could find. And it, but it's actually, there, there is a lot more going on. It hasn't stopped. There's still plenty of action. There's coaches are on the road. We're going to talk about that today, obviously, Jeffrey. There's, uh, you know, they've been picking up some commitments. They may be closing in on some others. There's, it's never dull in recruiting because, I, I think my new phrase is you got to play to the whistle. These guys coach, have, have to play to the whistle. They're, they've got to play it out and coach it out and, and recruit it out until they can't anymore. So they're getting paid. That's what they're getting paid to do, and that's what they're doing. And uh, you got to clock in. That's right. That's right. And and to their credit, they haven't checked out. I mean, I know what it's like to be somewhere and then know you're going somewhere else, and mentally you're not all there focusing on the task at hand. But it seems like it seems like they haven't really let up. Well, I tell you, my eyes are really red. That's because I had two and a half hours of sleep Wednesday night. Got up three thirty, or got up at two forty-five. Left at three thirty. Went down to South Montgomery with our friend and uh, friend of the show, Mister Caleb Schofield. Spent yesterday in the woods. It's fantastic. So I've had a little bit of sleep. I look like I've uh, been hanging out with Cheech and Chong. <laughs> A little Snoop Dogg action. Hey. But that is not the case. I am no longer in college. Did I am you, a grown man. Did you catch? Did you kill? Did you? <laughs> yeah, I caught some deer, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm a city guy here, man. I don't know the right words. Okay? We, I, I, we saw so many deer. I lost count. I mean, it was at least they were moving big time yesterday morning. It was cold. It was, uh, yeah, They we saw probably 40 in the morning. I saw a nice little eight point. Mm. Mm. Not big enough to, to and, I, and I don't know that I would have, but it was, anyways, it was a lot of fun. Now, Jeffrey, Pre- it doesn't count when you got corn, you know what I mean, right over there by your stand, my man. Hey, there was corn, but dude, they had no interest in that corn. I was in a, really? Uh, yes, I was in a hardwood bottom. They were really? killing those acres. They had no, no interest in corn. I even put out an apple bomb, bag of apple bomb. They had no interest in that. They wow. were all over the acres, man. Just, and they were – I had deer all around me in that hardwood bottom. And, you know, the, the ones on the downwind were blowing at me. Sure. And, and the other, other ones, they didn't care. It was, it was, I, I'm not leaving these acorns, big dog. <laughs> so, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Good morning. Um, do, what, kind of, what kind of weapon do you use? Do you, have you ever – do you use an AK-47? I don't know much about guns. It's, it's, it's bow season right now. Yeah, bow season. Okay. But, but I, don't, I, I'm not, I don't use a uh, – I'm not a fan of uh, of the bows. Like you know, some people use a uh, a crossbow, 
And and the compound people, compound bow users make fun of the crossbow users, but the recurve users make fun of the crossbow users. To me, Keith, I get me a big old Bowie knife, Bowie knife, and I jump on the backs, slit their throats. You know, I don't need any bows. Throat rip. And, and sometimes I'll just choke them out. I'll choke them out. <laughs> I'd love to see you. I'll tell you. I- I'd love to see you wrestle a deer. I think that'd be that'd be some great theater. Well, you know, Jessica and I went to the mountains one time. I was talking about, yeah, I'm on, I've been wanting to wrestle a bear. I've been wanting to wrestle a bear. So she went and laid down for a nap. I went out for a little hike. There was a cave there. I turned around. There was a cave there. And I looked down. There's bear scat everywhere. I didn't want to wrestle a bear anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went on back and crawled into bed but with Mama you, Bear. I bet you did. Speaking of Jessica, hey, if you're looking for a house in or around Auburn, Opelika, Lee County, Alabama, she is the one to call. I'm telling you, man, she will not stop. Sometimes I have to tell her to put the phone down so we can have a little, a little, uh, have a little makeout session, a little kissy, a little hug session. 334-704-4442, five-star realtor people, I'm telling you. If you don't believe me, go look at Zillow. People love her. Because she's really good. Jessica Andrews with EXP Realty, 334-704-4442. I was on the road yesterday. Cole's on the road today. The Auburn coaches with this bye week have been on the road all week long. We've been tracking it at Auburn Live on three. Some big visits. Some big, big visits coming up. Uh, Harson has been out. Brian Harson has been out. He went to Sarah Land, Mobile Christian. He went to Viger on Monday Yesterday on Thursday, he went to St. James in Montgomery. He went to Pike Road. He went to – where else did he go? Lochapoca. He went to Opelika. Yep. Uh, today he is going to be in Georgia. And this is uh, – today, you know, we all want to look to Saturday at the JUCOs, but today Harson will be at Carver High School in Columbus. Big. Big. Kelton Smith down there along with several other guys, Troop County, our troop. Uh, and Cedar Grove. I always think of uh, who was the defensive lineman from Cedar Grove that signed with Auburn? Transferred oh. to Ohio State. Yes. Um, I can see his face. I can too. With Keith, him. come on. You know this one. Antoine Jackson. Who? Antoine Jackson. Antoine Jackson, yes. Yes. Antoine Jackson. Uh, Buford. Harson will make a stop at Buford, where I think Will Friend will be there as well. Paul Mubinga is yes. at Buford. LSU interior offensive line commitment, as well as some others. And then Harson and Zach Etheridge are going to team up and go to the Langston Hughes. They'll also attend the Langston Hughes game Friday night, which we are all very familiar with Langston Hughes and their handful of guys, Bo Hughley, Joshua Horton, Jelani Thurman, Terrence Love, the Auburn commitment, and, of course, 2024 quarterback Aaron Nolan. Uh, on Saturday – Harson will be in Kansas. He's going to check out Junior College, Coffeyville Junior College, our Coffeyville Community College. Offensive lineman Keyshawn Blackstock. He'll also go to the – he'll be accompanied with Will Friend. They'll also go to the Ellsworth Independence game. And that both of those teams have a plethora of talent, uh, including we had some names to come off on the Independence. Zach, uh, Zach had some. Zach, uh, Will Whitson, Zach said. Yes. It, from Independence is the defensive lineman. You said a five-tech, J-head. That's, that's correct. Independence has also got Akani Tuani. Yes. That's not guy. how you pronounce it. Uh, you know it's not, but that's how I pronounce it. Yeah. Wrong. That guy, Justin Jefferson, is another name that was thrown out. And Jaden Jones. Jaden Jones. Edge defender that's committed to Florida State. And then, Keith, you said Coffeeville, in addition to Blackstock, They've got several guys with some G5 offers. Yeah, you know, you, they've got a defensive back. Of course, all the names are slipping at the moment. Right, of course. They've got a defensive back they're looking at, not looking at, but a guy that's got some offers. I think I think there have been has been some interest. I know some, some Auburn staffers are following this kid on Twitter. And then they've got a bunch of offensive linemen that have, you know, G5 type offers. And, you know, you never know who's going to jump up, jump out at you when you go to these things. You know, you learn more when you when you see them up close, see them in person, see how much, uh, see what they look like before the game. You know, they'll be down on the field during warmups. You know, eye testing these guys, eyeballing them, seeing what they look like on the hoof, and uh, so there may be more out of that too. But the big deal is is Blackstock, a guy that you know we've all heard would be starting for Auburn if he was there right now. 
question. And you think, Keith, you're kind of our black stock foxyondo. Fixiondo? What is that even the right word? Fishiato. That's what I said. Fishiato. Yeah. What do you do? You still like where Auburn stands with him? Yeah, I think. I mean, it's tricky because he's get he's still picking up new offers. I mean, I right? Think who was yesterday? Who, who was uh, it? FSU. I thought you said free shoes. Uh, well, I mean, I did go to Florida, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, you know, then uh, you know, somebody put in a crystal ball pick on another site for him to Oregon, which was interesting. He just officially visited Illinois last weekend. They rolled out the red carpet. I believe they might have won as well. And um, you know, Illinois is kind of seen as an up-and-coming program right now. For whatever reason, Brett Bielema just works in the Big Ten. He does not ever need to leave. Yeah, I mean, Illinois, yeah. I mean, God. You know, and so, uh, you know, historically, Illinois had ups and downs. But, uh, uh, you know, Zook got him to the Rose Bowl one year. I think John Makovic might have gotten him to the Rose Bowl, if my memory's right. But um, Ron Turner was who it was. Ron Turner, okay. And um, – and so, you know, and then obviously Dick Butkus played there. Dick Butkus uh, and Red Grange, if you want to go really far back. I mean, Great Red, day. Red Grange was the Bo Jeff, you know, uh, considered the best football player ever before 1950. But anyway, uh, the Bo Jackson of his day. Uh, but again, you know, you feel like, you know, his family's got Auburn ties. His dad loves Auburn. His mom, by the way, is going to be at Auburn next weekend, at least as of right now, for the Arkansas game. Now things can change, but – uh, he's not going to be their black stock, but his mom's going to be there. She's never been to a game. And she's, uh, from what I'm told, is communicating a lot with uh, with Will Friend, the offensive line coach, and with Drew Fabianich, the GM. Father's communicating with Auburn as well. Um, and I a think lot. it's a big deal that Brian Harson and Will Friend are going to be at that game Saturday. So at the end of the day, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think the young man wanted to see Auburn pick up its recruitment and really, really put the foot on the gas with him. And I think that's exactly what has happened. So, um, now we'll see. You know, and, and as of to, uh, let's go back to Thursday. Eric Keesaw went out and went up to Tennessee. Harson was going to join him at one time, decided to stay in state. Uh, but Keesaw went and saw Brock Glenn Thursday night. He went and saw, he went to Brentwood Academy, which back in the early 2000s was a pipeline to Auburn. Oh, yeah. Tuberville Stomping Grounds right there. Tuberville Stomping Grounds. Uh, Offered a 2025 quarterback, George McIntyre. And then he also offered uh, a new receiver, Keith, 2023 kid, Chance Fitzgerald. Yeah. Uh, Chance Fitzgerald's a guy, three-star kid, but, you know, didn't even have – I mean, he doesn't even have a ranking from on three yet, a rating. He's been rated by some of the other sites. 71 catches this year for nearly 1,000 yards, 6'3", 170. I think people have said he's not extremely fast, but uh, he really can go up and get the ball, and he's got some wiggle to him. Uh, you know, Auburn's got two receivers committed: uh, Adam Hopkins, four star, and uh, and three star, and three star Dequavius Sorry. And so, um, you know, looking for a third, looking for a third because Carmelo English decommitted. So I was trying to read something and talk at the same time. Uh, you know, when uh, Carmelo English decommitted, it, it's pretty obvious he's not going to be back in the class. No, and uh, so you need a third, and they're looking and looking and looking. Jalen Brown is a guy. Uh, think that you may be talking about in your war room, perhaps. I, I don't know exactly what you're working on, but a guy that we know Auburn is going to see likely today, Friday, because they're in South Florida, um, you know, committed to LSU, but Auburn's trying to get a visit. So they're really trying hard, scratching and clawing to find a guy to be the third receiver. Now, the thing with Fitzgerald is, is Auburn late to the party? We don't know. They just offered him yesterday, and they just really began communicating with him just in the last few days. So that's kind of going to be one of those ones where we're going to have to flush it out and 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 check back and try to get a hold of him in the next week to see if he's got any real interest. We don't know just yet. Sure. New guy on the board. Certainly I'm yeah. um, going to add him to the hot board, which I'll update this weekend since Auburn's got a buy. I wanted to see where some of these coaches were going, who are they prioritizing. And I think it's interesting to, to know. Uh, we talked about Keesaw up in Tennessee on Thursday. Uh, Christian Robinson was up there as well. He went to Smyrna. He went to Lipscomb. He went to Christ Presbyterian, a couple of 2024 guys, as well as Arion Carter, the 2023 linebacker. Uh, Rock Bellantoni's first, uh, first week out, I know he was ready to get out. Rock Bellantoni and Zach Etheridge were both in South Florida yesterday. They went to Chaminade Madonna, American Heritage, uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, and Dillard and went by to see Wilkie Denod there at John Carroll. Uh, today, I think I counted 10 coaches 
we're going to be out on the road on Friday. And, and we talked about Harson going to Carver, Troop, Langston Hughes. Uh, Will Friend's going to go to Villarica, Hiram, Newton. He'll be in Georgia as well. At the Buford game, checking on uh, Paul Mubinga as well as some others. Jeff Schmetting's going out today. He's going to North Cobb. In the, I guess that's the Atlanta area. North Cobb, uh, Walton, Milton, Marietta. Walton, mm-hmm. Milton, Meadow Creek. Zach's going to be there with uh, Harson at Langston Hughes. He's also going to be at Cedar Grove, South Atlanta, Trinity, Hapeville. Cadillac's going out. He's going to be in the Birmingham area. Parker, he's going to the Parker game, home to 2024 stud defensive lineman Jeremiah Beeman, if I'm not yes. mistaken. Yes. Uh, also going to go check out McAdory, home to Malcolm Askew. And another guy you mentioned earlier, Keith, who, who went to McAdory? <laughs> Bo. Maybe Bo Jackson. Bobo. There you go. Maybe uh, Bo Jackson. Big Bo. Hey, uh, can I get back to that quarterback they offered real quick? 2025 George McIntyre. Yes, sir. That name, it sounded familiar to me. Does it sound familiar to you guys? It, it does. Just a hair there, Keith. Just a hair. Yeah, grandson of George McIntyre, the Vanderbilt head coach in the 1980s, win in 1982. They actually had a hell of a team. Win eight and four it was their only winning record in about a you know 15-year period, but – Quarterback by Witt Taylor, who was all SEC, high-powered offense. But so you got a Vanderbilt legacy, and uh, you mentioned Christian Robinson. One of his stops today was to see Arian Carter, uh, the linebacker in Smyrna, Tennessee. Uh, Auburn's fighting for an official visit. You know they were in on him fairly early, but then a lot of the other big boys got involved, including Alabama and Tennessee. And uh, I think he's got four officials set, and Auburn's not one of them at this time. I talked to Chad Simmons of On Three last night, and I think it sounds like. If he takes a fifth official, Auburn could be in line to get one, but it's kind of an uphill climb right there. I, I think the main linebackers of note at this time are going to be Alex Sanford, the Arkansas commit from Oxford, and uh, Stan Quan Clark down at Miami Central. I mean, I think – are you guys hearing the same thing? Yeah, that's who, that's the two I would have most oh, likely chance. Clark's committed to Louisville, excuse me. I who? Oh, yeah, Clark. Clark's, yeah. Speaking of – and I think you mentioned Jalen Green earlier. Ike Hilliard is going to be down there as well today yeah, in, my, in Miami. Palmetto, he's going to West Gulliver, the uh, prep game and school. Where's Jalen Brown? He's at Miami Gulliver Prep, I believe. That's where that's where Ike's going. Yeah. Yep. Ike's going today. Uh, Rock's going to be down there to see Reuben Bain. Rock Bell and Tony is going to the Miami Central game. Uh, Mater Academy. It's not Mater. It's no, that's Ma- it. Is, that's is it Mater or Mater? Mater. Mater. I, yeah. Is it really? Yes. Thank you, Jay Lee. I should have never doubted myself, man. That's at Hialeah Gardens. Hialeah Gardens. Miami Jackson, Booker T. Washington. Rock will also hit. Christian Robinson is going to be down there. Going to see Stanquan Clark, as Keith mentioned earlier. Um, Miami Norland, Delray Beach. Jimmy Brombaugh is going to be over in Valdosta, Georgia. Union County game in school. Bradford. Uh, Brad Bedell is going out. He's going to be in Texas. He's going to be in uh, Houston area. South Lake Carroll, Wakeland, North Crowley, Sam Houston, Seguin. So, a lot of – I think that's 10 coaches. Cadillac's also going to be at Tuscaloosa County, Vestavia Hill game. What did you say? Did you say Brumball's going to be at a Union County game? That's what he said. Interesting. That was his high school – his high school maybe one of their two biggest rivals, the school he played at. Where did he play? Keystone Heights. Huh. Keystone Heights, which even with Brumball coming from that school has always been known for its women's basketball. It's, it's girls basketball. That's uh, it's never been really a football school, but uh, interesting. I'm, I I need to see who's at Union County because that is the school, by the way, that produced Gerard Big Money Warren, top ten draft pick who played for the Gators, and a guy named C.J. Spiller. You yeah, I remember that? him. I do remember yeah. him. Now the Clemson, maybe, yeah. Now the Clemson running backs coach, former Clemson Tiger running back and NFL running back. So a hell of a, a hell of a program in the past, but I don't. I need to find out what they got there now because if that's an area, and that's where you start using your ties, right? That's where you start using your ties. And and uh, I'm from that area, so from Jacksonville down to Gainesville, over to Daytona, that's an area where if there are players out of there, you think that would give Jimmy a little bit of a leg up. But uh, there's not always players out of that area. And on the Bedell angle, I think he's going to see a tight end by the name of Cameron Pimpton. Is that correct? Oh, the Vanderbilt commitment. Yes. Or the once Vanderbilt. Right, once Vanderbilt commitment at a North Crawley, the Fort Worth, Dallas Metroplex area, I think. So maybe he's going to skip down from Dallas to Houston. That that uh, that that kid can play. Yeah, he can he can get it. 
a kid can play. He was a guy who committed early to Vanderbilt, and then I think some other schools saw uh, his first half of a senior season and said, "We want in." I think uh, Texas, Auburn, Auburn yeah. was one of them. Well, yeah, yeah Auburn, LSU, both. both. I think Texas is sort of involved. I don't know if they pulled the trigger on an offer yet. Yeah, LSU, Auburn's. So Auburn is going to be out. They mm-hmm. are out and about. I, I can't. I think it was close to fifty schools today alone. Um, so a lot going on. I tell you, man. Uh, we talked about them going down to see Wilkie denied. I think it was yesterday. Keith, you talked to Wilkie Thursday night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, the four-star defensive line commitment to Auburn. He took an official visit to Florida State this past weekend. Seems – I thought his wording was interesting. He said, I'm pretty locked in. Uh, you know, I, was it an official visit? I thought it was just an unofficial, but let me – That's what uh, I said. Oh, oh, I thought you said official. Sorry, I, I misunderstood you. Uh, <laughs> You'll learn, Keith. I never mis- misspoke. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, you know, so the deal is in his recruitment, you know, for a lot of his recruitment, people thought Florida State was where he was going to end up. And there's been, you know, kind of conflicting info there. Did FSU push? Did they not push? I don't know, but he picked Auburn, right? And and that was on July 27th. And, uh, you know, FSU brought him in last week. And, and I don't know whether they're going to, I don't know how hard they're going to go after him. We don't know that yet. I've I've been told that there is some confidence in Tallahassee that if they did push, they would have a shot to flip him. Now, we'll see. Now, I talked to Wilkie Thursday night, and he said, hey, I'm locked into Auburn. I just haven't been to any games, he said. Wanted to see some games. He had been up to Auburn, but he had, you know, just to check out some. Sure. Look, it was for FSU Clemson. That's a that's a marquee national game. I uh, had a good time, had, had great time, chats with the coaches, but he feels very comfortable about his situation with Auburn. And, you know, he's very close to Rock Bell Antonio, who, like you said, stopped at his school on Thursday. But also, and, and by the way, they offered one of his younger teammates while they were there, a defensive back. But also, he said, I am I feel like he's locked – he said he's locked in with Auburn right now, not just the coaches. In other words, I've been asking kids finally, okay, there's a lot of – there's a cloud of uncertainty right now. We don't know what's going to happen with the, the coaching staff. And he said – he basically made it sound like that he – that that's still a place he would strongly consider and and want to end up at if even if there is a change made. So you know, obviously that goes both ways. A new staff, sure, there is a new staff would need to to want him as well. But uh, you know, and again, that gets to something that we've talked about before. Before it's easy to criticize this staff. They're three and four. Let's be honest. You are what your record says you are. Um, and there's been missteps like with any staff. But one thing they've done a good job. And, and Jeffrey, you're talking to a lot of kids, and Jay Head, you're talking to a lot of people as well. They've done a very good job not only selling themselves, but selling the school. And that's why people people are always surprised. Well, how can they still get commits in a time like this? And why are kids still looking at Auburn and, and all that? Well, because Auburn's Auburn, like I always say. And if you do a good job selling everything else, then if there is a change made, uh, people remember, hey, I still liked Auburn for Auburn, you know. Yeah, the coaches is almost like a bonus. Yeah, you still exactly you still got to get along with the new coach. You still got to see how what fits with the NIL world and all that stuff. But I mean, if you like Auburn, you're going to like Auburn, and so they've done a good job selling Auburn. They have. I think that's pretty clear. As a matter of fact, you talked to Braden Joiner, you talked to Clay Whedon. Both of those guys basically reiterated what you just said. You know, we like the coaches, but yeah. we love Auburn. Yeah. yeah, Jeffrey, you've been talking to, to Clay and his dad. They're not dummies. They they know what's going on, and they and they knew when he committed what was going on. He just committed a week ago. Uh, so what does that tell you? That tells you that they really liked Auburn. Yeah, you know, plain and simple. And and the coaches were a bonus. It was like you know, yeah. nine out of ten of my decision was Auburn. You know, ten percent were the coaches. That was just a little extra icing on the cake. Uh, Braden Joiner was basically the same way Wilkie Denod. And, and and we've talked about this before. Auburn has 11 commitments now with Clay Whedon, two in the 2024 class, if that, if my math is correctly. That's 13 total. Um, Keith, Jeremiah Cobb would be – would you say he is the commitment – other schools are pushing for the most or the are the are the commitment that's getting the most attention from other schools still even though he's committed yeah probably Jay, I, I, and i don't even know who who right who, who, tennessee tennessee uh you know maybe clemson circles back i mean i guess the big thing would be 
what did Georgia and Bama do with him? I mean, you know, if they, if they decide they want to really, because because you know Georgia has fished around with him before, um, it may, you know, but then they picked up the kid out of California who offered no. recruiting and then wasn't recruiting and then, <laughs> you know, so it's it's a little it's a little tricky. Now I would say this though, look, if you have a coaching change, and Auburn's got eleven commits, not all eleven guys are going to end up in the class. I mean, come on, let's just be reasonable here. Let's be sure. real. Uh, but, you know, with Jeremiah Cobb, if, as long as you could keep Damari Alston and Jarquez Hunter, you could still go in the portal, right? You could still go in the portal. You could still find somebody late like they did with Jarquez Hunter. That's mm-hmm. not ideal. You'd like to keep – You'd like. I mean, to be, let's be honest. Even if you keep Cobb and the two other guys return, you may still have to go in the portal anyway because even three scholarship backs is a little dicey, right? I think, I think they do. Yeah. And I, I tell you what. I've done my homework as far as breaking down film and talking to other people and getting a feel for the prospects that we've got committed in this class. And to me, that look, you're going to have moving pieces, like you said, but if you can keep three pieces and, and only three, it's Jeremiah Cobb, it's Ashley Williams, and it's our big interior offensive lineman, Janoris Wilson. You keep those three, and to me – Anything else is gravy if that's what the coaches want. But those are the three guys. When I'm breaking down film, are the three best players we've got in this class right now. And that does not necessarily coincide with how on three has them ranked. You, you like Janoris Wilson. You like Ashley Williams. Love both those guys as far as the ceiling of what they can be. Obviously, Cobb is a lot more of a finished product right now as far as what he could probably provide from day one. But as far as frame, attitude, ability, I think that those, that those two guys – their, their ceiling is through the roof. I honestly believe that. Everybody else to me is it's not like I'm calling them marginal or anything of that nature. I'm just not as impressed with those guys as I am with those other three that I just mentioned. I feel like those three have the ability to be top-level SEC players later on down the line. Yeah, and I think you're onto something with Janoris Wilson. In fact, I, I had him send me his best film from the season because I said, look, if, if, if we're going to submit new film of you, Let's make sure, you know, you're going to have to self-critique. You know, what's your best stuff? And he sent me some film that was really solid, so I've submitted it, I think, to our rankings people. I think he's a guy – I think Janoris Wilson's a guy that if he's not a four-star at the end of the cycle, will be close to it. I agree, Keith. So, I think the only question with him is people are going to want to know, given that he's he's listed at 6'5", 315. He's, he's actually 6'4", 280, 285. Those are his words, not mine. Right. So I'm not – you know. And uh, the question would be – People are going to want to. They're going to look at that size and say, "Well, what is he?" And right, is he a tackle? I mean, I'm talking about the rankings, people, and and that does matter. I mean, you look at a film. Okay, the guy's really good, but what's he going to play? So once they figure that out, um, but again, I see him being a, a high three or low four before it's all said and done. You know, thinking back earlier this week, Keith, and we're switching gears a little bit, but all this is recruiting related. We talked to the executive director of On to Victory, Brett Whiteside. If you haven't seen that. Video, uh, interview really should check it out. Brett uh, has some really interesting things to say about the uh, on to victory of the Auburn's collective. <clears throat> Jay had Keith and I had that interview. We walked away with some some better knowledge. Yes. As a fan, what did you think about that interview? What did you think about what you saw and heard from Brett Whiteside? I thought it was fantastic. And first and foremost, he talked about what he can and he can't do with regard to the NIL space, which I thought was extremely informative um, as far as not being able to necessarily meet with prospects and things of that nature, but that they can clearly communicate and or make deals with kids that are currently on the team and that coaches can use that as this is what, you know, players at your position are currently making. There's obviously the, the the option that you could make even more than that because we think that, you know what I mean, you're X, Y, Z on this team. You could help improve, so on and so forth. So that having a defined deal and having somebody there to kind of orchestrate all of that is pivotal because before, and this is not a slam on Rick Davidson, I think he obviously did a really good job in getting Auburn and IL started. But with the progression to OTV, having an actual director that's there every day and him and somebody else to consistently communicate with our athletes and to provide that continuity and not only to make deals within the collective pool of money that they have, but also helping athletes find other opportunities that that exist outside of necessarily their collective that are 
with brand names like Amazon or something of that nature. These guys are also here for that option as well. So I thought that was really big. Um, you know, I'm just really impressed with Brett in and of himself um, and his feel for recruiting and what necessarily kids are looking for and making sure that OTV and their fundraising drive are going to keep Auburn competitive in the NIL space and make sure that Auburn is a place that kids come to and don't choose other places because NIL is not there. I think that was probably the biggest takeaway is making sure that we have deals that are competitive with everybody else within the SEC. I have said it from the beginning. The only thing, the only requirement I would have as a collective is that making sure NIL is not the reason a kid chooses not to come to Auburn. And that was one of the first things out of Brett's mouth. Uh, that was that's their goal. He hammered. Uh, yep, uh, I thought it was a fantastic interview. Sticking with that kind of theme, going up a little bit, Auburn's still without an AD, which is going yes. to affect recruiting in the long term. Jay Head, where do you think things stand as of today? So let's go off of what Justin Hokinson has reported to this point. And he illuminated to yesterday in his Thursday evening update or Thursday morning update, excuse me, that there are probably two main competitors as of now. And he did not leave out the, op- the option of there being somebody else mm-hmm. that's potentially in this space that we just don't know about. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But you had two candidates. One is a active athletic director out at New Mexico by the name of last name Nunez. First name Eddie. Eddie Nunez. Former all former Florida basketball player underneath Billy Donovan. You got to be a smart guy if you went to that school, you'd think, right? Maybe. Keith. You would think, but you shouldn't see the guys well, underneath Florida. Shorts <laughs> or not, but... <laughs> Um, we, a former far, a former basketball player underneath Florida played high school basketball underneath Frank Martin down in the Miami area. Worked for 14 years out at LSU and worked hand in hand with the baseball team, football team, and basketball teams. I think he was actually very pivotal in Will Wade being hired out there, if I remember correctly. As far as you know, I mean, good basketball coach. We we can talk about what he did off the court. <laughs> a different conversation. But has been out in New Mexico for the last five years, really cutting his teeth, probably doing a lot of fundraising, aligning people, things that you're likely going to have to do at a place like Auburn. And has that SEC understanding at a place that's as high pressure as Auburn at LSU. Because, look, you got to win. At any SEC school, you got to win. But if you're at an LSU, you understand what it's like to have a crazed fan base that demands winning in every sport. The other person is John Hartwell, who's been a name that's been consistently mentioned throughout, obviously has deep ties to Auburn University through his family, was raised in Mobile, understands the state of Alabama very well, has previous stops at Troy, uh, was an associate AD at Ole Miss for like nine seasons, and has most recently been out at Utah State. And those are really the two I think that Justin mentioned to watch, and I believe that to be accurate. However, my gut tells me, that there is another candidate out there that we don't know about at this point. That is, Keith, I would love to hear your thoughts on this, but I feel like I feel like names have gotten out, and it's not because they're not targets, but maybe to deviate attention to a degree from somebody else that the president may or may not be speaking to. And I think that possibility very much exists. How do you guys feel on that? Let me ask you this, Jay Head. Before, uh, you mentioned Hartwell, you mentioned Nunez. Uh, Rich McGlynn, of course, is the interim yes. AD. Yes. You've got David Benedict with Auburn ties up at UConn. Do you feel like those are kind of guys who are fading? I do. Um, and, look, that would probably be unfair of me to say about Rich because he's here and presently working in the interim spot. I think you have to keep him in consideration um, because he's working hand-in-hand every day with the president. So there's a working relationship there now that you can't – you know what I mean? You can't overlook. But I would say that the buzz around his name has not been as steady as the other two that I mentioned to begin with. 
Now that Fair. could be by design. Sure. But I would say that you don't hear his name as prevalently, prevalently right now. I think that's fair. Well, you know, here's the thing. Sometimes people don't want their names out, right? Right. They make right. it uncomfortable with their current situation. Not that they're going to get fired or anything like that. But, you know, to, to be in a leadership position, the people beneath you, you probably don't want the people beneath you thinking you're out there looking for a new job. You know, on the one hand, one you're selling, there, yeah. on the one hand, you're yeah, one hand, I'm selling my vision and this is what we're going to do. And you guys are great. We're going to raise money. We're going to build this and we're going to win that. And uh, but as soon as that meeting's over, I'm on the phone or updating my LinkedIn <laughs> trying to get out of there. And so you don't want that out there. So in other words, there could be. And again, I, I only speak from just following these things, uh, you know, in general for the last couple dozen years. There, there's obviously the potential f- that somebody could be out there. And, and maybe that was Nunez, quite frankly. Uh, but sure. there, there always could be somebody else out there that, that we're just not aware of that. Um, yeah, I mean, not everything's in the public light, right? Right. And you you hit a very interesting point, Keith, in that you said that you don't want your name out there necessarily being floated. From a fan perspective, we saw kind of what that did with Alan Green when his mm-hmm. name was attached to several jobs and people were consistently saying, was he why is he looking to lead going here, here, and here? Whether that was fair to Alan or not, that was something that you saw, I mean, that you heard murmured from the fan base. Because I think he was connected to what UCLA, uh, Michigan State, handful of other jobs Hell, no, anything that came open in the past USC, year USC not UCLA excuse me yeah. I, I would say one thing about Nunez and again I don't you've already covered Hartwell so I'm not picking sides I don't know Eddie Nunez yeah, sure. we, we went to the same college big whoop I mean you know what I mean I went to the same college as Aaron Hernandez too okay so and yeah, the, easy and, easy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the girl that the, the Wendy's fast food chain is named after Wendy that doesn't mean I'm eating at Wendy's six days a week interesting right? So anyway, uh, but here's something from his bio from LSU, Eddie Nunez, when he was the director, deputy director of athletics. It's funny, his bio actually, it says position deputy director of athletics, hometown Miami, Florida, class red shirt. So I don't, I don't know what that means, but I don't know how you can redshirt an AD. That, that means he's still got four years of eligibility well, remaining. Well, there you go. Anyway, no, but one thing that stood out, it said that, you know, under his guidance, the athletic department experienced over $400 million in renovations and construction mm-hmm. of athletic facility projects. And so, you know, as a person like me, everybody who follows me, not that I have fans, but, you know, I love facilities talk. I always have. Stadium really? talk. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, every year I'll submit something on the message board. Here are the things I would do to Jordan-Hare Stadium. I love the idea of building a hotel in the north end zone, above the north end zone, a la that that hospital in Iowa, the children's hospital that's gotten so much attention. I'd love to see a a hotel with a deck up there where rooms could be 3,000 a night on weekends, where the three of us could host a gathering on a Tuesday night during the season where the official visitors could stay there, a deck atop the hotel that overlooks, looks right into Jordan Hare stadium. So I've always been fascinated by facilities. Mm. When I see that a guy understands that and is constantly raising money because you never stop. Well, let me, let me put it this way. They say with the golden gate bridge, once they paint it, they go from one end to the next, Jeff and Jay had, they get one end to the next. When they get to the other end, it's already time to start painting back in the other direction. They never stop. And that's how I look at college athletic facilities. It's a never ending arms race. It's you're done with one project. You're right on to the next, or you have multiple renovation or upgrade or new facility projects going on at the same time. So to me, when I'm looking at an athletic director, I'm not just looking at the success that his teams are going to have on the field, his or her team, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, I'm looking at what is this guy going to do to enhance the experience for the people that, that pay our bills, the fans. Because to me, none of this exists without them. They're, they're the crux of everything. You could find athletes, you know, even if every athlete at Auburn decided they were never going to play again, you go find another batch of three, 400. I mean, people people would kill to have those scholarships and those opportunities. But fans are what make all this make all this possible. So this is a guy that apparently has been a big part of that. And that's that's key. You, you've got to constantly build. you got to constantly upgrade. you got to constantly raise money. It never stops. And maybe, you know, so – uh, and I'm sure all these candidates probably have those abilities. Some just may have stronger abilities at it than others, you know, and that as a guy interviewing these people, that's maybe one of the big things I'd be looking for, but it's not my call, obviously on any of this stuff. Quick question for you guys. Cause I, I I've heard this in the coaching community and this has been, it, it, this is out there. You just mentioned the facilities piece and how much 
money has been poured into this for years because of the fundraising now for NIL. Mm. Do you think that that's going to take away from the facilities push? I mean, think about it from a pro level, like the NFL, the facilities they have by comparison to what some college facilities have is not even close. A lot of college facilities specifically in the SEC blow away what these guys in the NFL work out in. Do you think that the fundraising aspect of an AD is going to be geared more towards pushing people towards NIL? Do you think they're going to split the difference? How do you think that's going to go and it will impact recruiting? You want to take that first, Jeffrey, or you want me to? Oh, well, I'm, I'm devising uh, uh, my game plan here. Oh, well, you think <laughs> I think, I think theoretically, I think theoretically there's X amount of, uh, of money that's going to be donated, right? Right. right. Yeah. So how much of that are you going to earmark for NIL? Does NIL prioritize everything and what's left over goes to upgrades? And if so, then Jay hit yes, you're exactly correct, right? I mean, there's only so much money at, that's going right. to be donated. It, it's not nice. It's finite, right? Like there, there's an end to it. You can only right. so many donors. Well, you know, here's the thing. Hmm. I, you know, I, I happen to have a couple friends, not not many, but a couple that actually have a little bit of money and they donate to a certain university, uh, to the athletic department. At, but at a certain point, there's a, there's a lot of things in play here. Uh, it's always going to be a choice. Well, do I donate to the football program or do I donate to the mm -hmm. library system, right? Mm. So if you give to one, you're not giving to the other. Well, now you've got a third component, NIL. And my question isn't going to be, is this going to hurt athletics? Is this going to hurt universities as a whole? Uh, are, yes, people have difficult, roughly people still have, you're right. They don't, there's not just blank checks. They have to make tough decisions with the 10, $10 million. It, it, you know, you, the three of us would, would do anything for, but even for somebody of, of immense wealth, they have limitations, right? Tim Cook isn't just handing away money. Okay. Right. And so you have to make these choices. Also another determining factor is here. What's tax, dedu tax deductible and what's not tax deductible. Yes. And NIL money, NIL donations pretty soon because legislation, le, le, ah, I can't even get that word out. Jeffrey, you're legislation. Bastard. Yes. There you go. Uh, didn't we learn the other day, Jeffrey, that at some point very soon that the. Uh, it was no longer going to be tax deductible. That's right. That's right. And so, you know, there's always going to be choices to make. But I think as an AD, you, you just split both. Like we're going to work, we're going to work hard on both. And here's why you just have to be able to explain the vision and the, and the importance of it. Look, uh, we're asking for more money, but here's what you're going to get out of it. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, it's, it's tough though. I mean, again, none of us are in the position we, we only have to, we can only speculate as to what's going through the mind of somebody that's worth $150 million. You know what I mean? But they have choices to make too. Um, so it's, it's interesting, but that tax deductible thing is, is mm -hmm. going to be really key here. That's going to be real interesting key. question. Jay head, I'm going to throw one back to you. We'll, we'll, we'll resolve this AD discussion. Do you think it's something that we could have some, uh, finality to soon with regard to the AD? Mm-hmm. Oh, they, so there's such a mix of information that's out there, Jeffrey, right now, as far as what the expected timeline is. I think a week ago, I thought it would be done by next week. I think now, I'm not sure. I think this could carry over for another Jeez. For another what? I'm sorry. Two weeks, if I'm being correct. Great day. I do think they want to have something in place by the, by the first week of November. That's kind of been what I've heard from the very beginning is by first week of November, they'd like to have something there. But – I just don't sense urgency like this is going to close next week. Like, I guess my information keeps changing, which is not great, right? You know what I mean? When it when it's consistently changing, there's not a constant. And so while I want to say, yeah, next week they could wrap it, I, I can't say that with any certainty right now. I, I think there's a the very real possibility it could carry over even another week if the president has not made a decision at that point. Do you think that bodes negatively for a guy who's been in this since the beginning? I think we talked about this either last week or at some point that John Hartwell had been the name. Why, if he's the guy, why why hasn't a, a hire been made? I think it definitely makes you think that there's looking at other people. Now, they may come back to Hartwell and say, you know what, he's the best candidate. We've evaluated everybody out there that's got interest in Auburn, and he's the guy. There's no question about it. But I don't think you can feel comfortable or confident and say, hey, he's 100% the guy because they wouldn't be talking to anybody else if he was, right? So it's conflicting there from that standpoint. Yeah. 
I do feel comfortable saying that they are heavily invested in vetting John Hartwell and Eddie Nunez at this point. Is there somebody else? That's what I'm trying to figure out, and my gut tells me that there is, but I'm just not sure. I mean, I, I don't have a name on that. Okay, fair enough. So I got a question for you two. Can I jump in, Jeff, real quick? Please. Uh, just it, okay. So obviously, mission number one when you're hired as athletic director right now, we, we know what that is you're to hire a football coach. What would number two be for you all? You hire a football coach once that's done, and it can be, and you can answer this any way you want. It could be big picture, it could be small picture, it could be facility focused. I know what I know what I would work on first, but what would be what would be the first thing you guys would want to do as AD after, you know, first big project? I think. For me, Keith, you've got to be on a listening tour, A, number one, to see what it is that your coaches in every department need, okay? And then, two, it's taking that vision back to your donor base, booster base, and being able to align that with how you think and how they think. Because right now, Auburn has so many different factions that kind of need to be tied together. And what the AD's biggest project should probably be is aligning those people's vision and making sure that we're setting ourselves up for success. I don't think that's necessarily happened underneath Allen's administration, and it's not necessarily Allen's fault. I just feel as though we've been fractured for one reason or another. So figuring out a way to get people on the same page and, and singing from the same sheet of music is goal number one. And then goal number two is the prioritization of Jordan-Hare Stadium because that is your moneymaker. That needs to be – renovated in a way that it's producing money from suites, um, club level seating, all kinds of things where it has been hotels. Yeah. Whatever it is, <laughs> a way to generate new revenue because Jordan Harry is maxed out right now on the amount of revenue that it can generate. If you're going to create more fluidity with your revenue stream, it starts with Jordan Harry, in my honest opinion. So those two things. Huh? I'm going straight to NIL. Okay, and the reason that being is because Bruce Pearl told me so. That's okay, more. That's more important than facilities right now. That's the most important thing for an athletic department right now, is NIL. So if I'm the AD, my first thing is: is what do I need to do? What What do you need from me to make sure that the NIL is the absolute best it can be? There, there is no unwants. There is no wants. There is no needs. What, what do I need to do to work hand in hand to make sure Auburn University's athletics department has the best NIL it can possibly have? Well, damn, Jeffrey. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, and, I, and I'm just basing that off of a guy that I trust a lot more than my own brain, which is Bruce Pearl. If Bruce Pearl says I need NIL, forget the practice facility, forget the basketball only facility. Correct. I need NIL. He knows more than I do. Well, I thought I had a great answer, but you, you beat that. And, and, and they had also took my answer. But, no, for me, it's all about – it's Jordan-Hare, Jordan-Hare, Jordan-Hare. Right? Okay. The train that drives – what's the what's the phrase I'm looking for? I, I tend to mix metaphors here. The engine that drives the train or, you know – The locomotive I mean? in one hand is <laughs> yeah. bigger than one in the bush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but – so – now you have a football facility that when it opens, they say it's going to be, if not the best, one of the best. Right. And I think it's time to tell the fans that you are going to have the best bar none football stadium and experience anywhere in college football. Mm. Not band-aids, not it's going to be in line with other people. Simply put, you are going to have the top stadium and game day experience that there is, period, end of story, that's it. And that means whatever you got to do to that stadium, probably ripping out seats, putting in chair backs on the alumni side, uh, building the hotel, building the deck in the south end zone where people can come out and take photos any time of day, putting for once, how about a standalone gift shop that people can go to? I mean, I drive around campus when I didn't know where to go. I didn't know where to buy something. You know what I mean? It is such an amazing school and such an amazing place. But sometimes I think when you're in that Auburn bubble and you can take for granted how to access things. and uh, But, you know, so make it the best you can possibly make it and let everybody know that's that's going to be it. It's going to be great for recruiting. I mean, obviously NIL too, but it's going to be great for recruiting and it's going to be great for you, okay? And it's going to be a place that people want to go to, a destination. Mm. 
You know, why couldn't you have a restaurant somewhere there that's open seven days a week? You know, but you need vision. You need true visionaries. You need people that aren't going to say. You need some Keith neighbors. We, mm. we can't do that. We can't do that. Well, why can't you do that? Who would have thought 10 years ago they'd have top golf at Jordanier Stadium, right? They did it. So why couldn't you have certain things that we all, you know, just have a meeting basically and say, I want all your ideas on how to make Jordanier Stadium better. And, and we'll start from there. But I, I don't, as an AD, I wouldn't want, I, I, I wouldn't want people telling me why I couldn't do things. I'd want them to tell me about the possibilities of things we could do and start from there. But all of these things that we mentioned are things that would just enhance the Auburn experience and Auburn recruiting. And, and that's, you know, they're all, they're all important, obviously. It goes back to Jayhead's question. You got a hundred million dollars. You're going to give that to NIL or are you going to do those stadium upgrades? Well, a stadium restaurant might pay for itself. A stadium hotel might pay for itself in the long run. Right. Uh, you know, and I'm putting you on the I'm putting you on the board of directors, Keith, the JHS board of directors. Well, what did you guys, when you guys were in elementary school and middle school? What'd you do to pass time in, in class? For me, it was a lot of doodling, doodling. Yeah, yep. but I did I doodled log cabins and stuff. Yeah, I, stadiums, stadiums, and golf courses. But I drew stadiums. I drew every stadium. I tried to visualize things and what would I do here and and uh, and Jordan Hare is an amazing place. It really is. Let's be honest. You know, you're right. It, it, it needs to match that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm I'm envisioning what Keith is saying as he's saying it. That that would be something else. But for once, I don't want to hear. I I, I get I do get tired of people saying we're going to be in line with everybody else, and I mm. get that. But why not say we're going to be better than everybody else? Well, you look at the programs that have done that. Think about Clemson and their football facility ten years ago. Yeah. They made that jump when not a lot of people were jumping into that space. And it paid off tenfold in recruiting when Dabo was able to sell that when not everybody had it. Yeah. And and who and who didn't build at that time? I can think of two schools in the SEC, the one I went to and the one we all cover. And yeah, one hundred percent. And both of them have now jumped into that space, but they're behind. That's right. Chicken or the well, egg, do you invest in NIL for the product on the field in order to be able to I mean, well, you could do both. You know? I tell you what, Jeffrey. If it's me, I have my donor base concentrate probably on the NIL space or the large majority of it, and I just take out a bond on the on Jordan, on Jordan Hare, and then turn back around and figure out a way to produce self-sustaining revenue to pay that bond. That's probably the way I do it, and I try not to piecemeal it if at all possible. You know, you fix the north end zone like Keith talked about, and figure out you know what I mean how you want to handle that. And in addition, you move over there to that south end zone and you build your restaurant slash gift shop adjacent to that god awful Lego that they've got on the one side and create a Lego on the other so that you've got some symmetry to your actual stadium now. Interesting. You know, don't you want a place that people walk into and say, wow? I remember when I walked into Auburn Arena, that's what I said the first time. Because I, I had been to, I had only recently been to uh, Cameron Indoor Stadium at Duke. And, I, yeah. and then I'd been to a newer arena. I don't remember which one. And I thought, I mean, the amazing thing about Auburn Arena is it blends the two. It it gives you that old school feel of a Cameron Indoor Stadium because of its size and the fact that it's cacophonous and, and, and you're crammed in there. But then also it's got all the new stuff. So to yeah. me, Auburn Arena is one of the truly great. Gosh, I've been to about 50 college arenas. It's a, it's among the best because it blends those two. But you know, when you walk into Jordan here, you say, wow, because of the atmosphere. You don't say, wow, because of the stadium. And that's a shame. Because yeah. you used to walk into the stadium and, wow, because of the stadium, too. Mm-hmm. Those days are past. And that's, that, let's get it Let's get it to the top. You know, that would be my goal. I like it. I like all of the answers. You got all the answers, man. We do. All they need to do is call Keith. <laughs> no, no, not just me. Call oh, Keith. Yeah, just me, but no. Shahan's <laughs> got a couple good ideas. <laughs> I appreciate you, Keith. But, but as opposed to better call Saul, we're going to go better call better call Keith. That's, no, that's no, no. But I mean, if you truly, you know what I heard in our voices, and and I don't have any ties to the school other than I've covered the school. There's a real passion for Auburn between the three of us, right? Okay. Uh, and you know, you just want to see. You, we we know the potential. We we know the potential of the place, and it's unlimited, quite frankly. Mm. 
Well, we will not find out what happens this weekend with Auburn if there will be an improvement in the record. Definitely not a loss, right? Auburn will be undefeated this weekend. Mm-hmm. Have the bye week, as we said. Brian Harson will be on the road. Will Friend will be on the road. Be a busy week, busy day today. Curious to find out how things go out in Kansas on Saturday. We'll be all over that. If you're not a member to Auburn Live on 3, as I said, this is a great time to get in there. We're going to do some how about you's before we get out of here. Because I we, we forgot last week. Got any uh, plugs there, Keith or Jay Head? Jay Head, go for it. Okay, so <clears throat> if you're looking for a haircut, you live in the Mobile area, Ooh. go see my barber, Justin, at Mike's Barbershop on Schillinger over here in West Mobile. He'll make you clean like Jeffrey over there. Um, he can do pretty much anything you need, but these are great guys. These are former uh, – these are veterans from the U.S. Army. Um, do a fantastic job, guys. Go see Justin over at Mike's Barbershop. He'll take great care. Mike's Barbershop in Mobile. You yeah. got it. I'm, I'm going to hit it. Oh, sorry. I'm going go big, big picture here. First T. First T organization. I I go hit balls every, every few days. I see a lot of the young kids out there getting free lessons and uh, free golf lessons. And the only way you can – look, we got a guest here. Better late than never, I guess. <laughs> We're doing plugs. Cole, you're just hey. – First first tee. Uh, I think it's for like $100. You can uh, – they'll sponsor a kid and uh, and teach him golf. And, uh, you know, we're getting to that giving season, so that's going to be at the top of my list to donate uh, $100 or 200 to sponsor a kid or two so they can learn golf and get free introduction. Cole, you got your Coosa Cotton boys? Yeah, Coosa Cotton. Can you all hear me okay? Yeah, man. I'm uh I'm sitting in the parking lot, Carver High School, Montgomery right now. Um, yeah, Coosa Cotton. Uh, hey, uh, I didn't get the hat yet, but one of our subscribers sent me a hat, and on a, on the next pod we'll give him a shout out. He's got a new company. Uh, okay, big time subscriber. So that's my how about you this week. He must uh, not have got my uh, address. <laughs> Moon Weagle. That's who it is. Oh yeah, I love Moon Weagle. Yeah, yeah, while yeah. we got Cole, should we get a quick update on what he's got coming? Of course. Yeah, just just put out a story on James Smith about five minutes ago. Um, we sort of addressed the situation, uh, you know, how things are going, uh, what could happen, and would that affect Auburn's chances with him or Quay? Uh, James's answer: Not really. He's a, he's a man of few words. He said, "Not really. It wouldn't affect me. The atmosphere." You know, I really just want to see what would happen. So I think that's fair. I think that's a pretty I, good sure, answer. Sure. Yeah. And Quay, um, I'll put his out soon. He, he was a similar answer, but, yeah, we'll, we'll have that out soon too. Well, I tell you that, whether it's this staff or the next, I mean, if there is a next staff, I don't know. But those two guys right there, mm, and you better believe, these yeah, are two guys you do not want to lose to NIL. These and for are, the record, they um, they clinched the region last last night, beating Pike Road, which was a big game. And uh, on the last drive of the game, James Smith got his hands up, knocked the ball down on third down, and then Pike Road attempted a field goal, which I think would have tied the game. And Quay Russell blocked it. Oh, playmakers, man! Look, those are bona fide NFL talents right now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they, they they are those dudes in this class. I will uh, – we'll be on the watch for that, Cole. Everybody go check out James Smith article. Quay Russo is coming later. My uh, – what are we calling these? Your plugs. plugs. No, I like it. Listen, Pruitt Pest Control, Rusty Pruitt here in Auburn. Man, hey, listen. I don't have – any problems with bugs, and I credit this guy. But the most important thing was that he left me this sign, right? Now, I will end up sending him a bill for uh, for advertising in my yard. But I'm going – this is going to be great, guys. I'm going to spray paint this thing white, and I'm going to have slower traffic keep right. And so when I pass somebody who's in the left lane and I'm in the right lane and I pass them in the right lane, I'm going to hold this out my window. Slower traffic, keep right. Boom! I mean, and, and I'm I'm going I'm going to I'm going to mass produce these things, dude. I'm this is my this is my retirement right here. This is my retirement right here. I love it, man. Right? I you, love you, it. You, you pat you know you, 
get out of the left lane, man. And they're like, what? You know, I'm just listening on my phone. Now you don't have to worry about, do you're driving, you just stick this out the window or, or, you know, get the hell out of the left lane, something like that. Hmm. I, I, I'm fired up. So, yeah, hey, Jeffrey, appreciate, uh, appreciate you, you, Rusty Pruitt. You're going you're gonna to produce those, right? Because I got oh, for sure. behind somebody in the left lane going about 60 and a 70 and that, woo. Golly, hey, I thought this is going to be great for your blood pressure, Cole. Thank you. I need yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. <laughs> Pruitt Pest Control, 334-246-9882. Pest, termite, mosquitoes. PruittPestControl.com. All right, folks. How about you this week? I've got several. I've got to make up for last week's absence. Um, Keith, we'll start with you, big doll. You have anybody you want to give a how about you to? Any, no. any, any posters? No? <laughs> I love them all, man. Oh, get out of here with that stuff. Oh, I'm glad you said that, though, because it reminded me of one more. All right, hey, uh, J-Head. Yeah, I'm going to go with my man, bbruce9966 <laughs> at gmail.com. What if I want to contact him? There's no way to – I have no you know, contact information for him. I think right? you may have a way of figuring that out, Jenny. B-Bruce, man. Love him some J-Head, don't he, big dog? <laughs> I think I shot my man out. He uh, he's he's had a series of questions lately, and and I appreciate the. Uh, I appreciate saw his post on the corner, and I thought, oh, somebody must have bumped that. Surely that's not another one. No, it was, it was another one. Hey, good for you, Big Bruce. I hear you. Hey, there's reasons. Jay has a man of a man of knowledge, mm-hmm. or he's he's either that or he's really full of shit. Pretty yeah. much, <laughs> but two things can be true, as I've learned. <laughs> Cole Pinkston. Yeah, uh, Moon Weagle was my guy. And then I'll, I'll do one more. Uh, you know, being sort of new in this business, I, you know, I've gotten a couple of criticisms about being on the fence about things sometimes and not giving my opinion one way or the other. I've started to do that a little bit more. And um, Prison Mike, I don't think he, he's, he's a big fan of me. So I think that's a good omen because once you start getting a few haters, it's like, you know, your opinion is out there, and not everybody agrees with it. That's totally cool. You can't be a success. You can't be successful without haters. Yeah. By the there way, we've go. been meaning to talk to you about some of your opinions. Cole, call me off the air. We know who Prison Mike really is now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Prison Mike. Hey, I, nothing wrong with Prison Mike, man. He's a good poster. Okay. He, just, he doesn't like me very much, and that's to- that's fine, man. That's all good. Let me uh, let me read off my list. As I said, this is a two, this is two weeks worth of how about you's here. Uh, we got War Dan Eagle, who two weeks ago dropped the mic on Kimisabi, and we all love Kimisabi, but War Dan Eagle, he got after his ass. Um, <laughs> at AU Dirk, at Rusty Shackelford, 11, at Tifton WDE08, at AU for Auburn 1, at Winston Lee, at Steady Dividends. Hey, big how about you to at Music Man. We all love Music Man. He, he he let us know either last week or the week before that he had officially adopted uh, his daughter. And uh, I thought that was fantastic, man. Music Man, we appreciate you, big dog. And congratulations. Real happy for you, man. Uh, at Mason B. At Scoobs, who's a new one. At Tiger Drum. At GT to AU, who is a Georgia Tech Auburn fan. And my cousins went to Georgia Tech back in the early 90s. And if y'all remember the 1991 National Champions or 1990 National Champion Yellow Jackets. Georgia Tech. Yes, sir. So I, I, I had me a Georgia Tech hat there along with my seven Auburn hats. So I, I, I can feel him. Uh, at War Eagle DC. At y'all tripping. <laughs> and finally, my biggest how about you of the week. At Murph 1969. Oh, Murph. Murph and I have patched things up. Good. We have talked behind the scenes. I was just joking with him, um, and he took it personally. And I said, well, listen, dude, you know, if you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> I was having a bad day. Anyways, <laughs> well, we have patched it up. Murph's going to stick around. Uh, I, I not only convinced him, but I told him it was mandatory that he stick around. So go. I hope uh, I hope uh, hope Murph continues to post. He, he's different. He, he brings a different angle to the board, and uh, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I do, Murph. And if we ever, uh, I'm not making fun of you. Uh, everybody, I, I, you know what? I, I I try to treat everybody on the on the corner as a brother, right? 
Yeah. Sometimes you're going to say, hey, shut the hell up, dude. It's not, I mean, that's just how it's going to work. Yeah. And, and, and then, you know, 10 minutes later, I'll give you a left jab when you're not looking. And 30 minutes later, I'll tell you I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I love you. Look. Good stuff, man. Good show. We appreciate everybody listening. Again, if you're not a member of Auburn Live on 3, one week for free just to even try it out. And then after that, you get 50% off, man. It's a really good deal. We're going to have a lot of stuff. We already do. We always do. Uh, we're going to continue that. going to have some updated hot boards this weekend as Auburn is off. We're going to be tracking these coaches. We're going to be talking to these recruits. Uh, we're going to be doing more content next week on our YouTube channel. We're going to have the call-in show Sunday night. We'll still do it, even though it's a bye week. We'll talk about, uh, you know, I don't know what we'll talk about. Uh, but we'll do our best. Sunday night, 6.30. Zach in the back, is that correct? Let me say that out loud so I can re ment mentally remind myself. Yeah, 6.30. Uh, okay. Yeah, we're good. 6.30 Central Time, Sunday night. We'll, we'll return with the call-in show Auburn Live on 3 YouTube page. Go like and subscribe to that. I don't know what it does, but it does help us uh, hit those notifications. It'll get notifications every time we upload a video or download. I don't know which one it is. Either way, uh, go like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. I think that's it, great folks. Thanks for jumping in, Cole. We're going to be looking for your Quay Russo update. Again, everybody stay tuned this weekend. We'll see you Sunday night. For J-Head, for Keith, for Pink, for Zach in the back. I'm Jeffrey Lee, man. Stay out of the left lane. <laughs> See you. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.